Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with UK-based life and well-being coach Zoe Thompson. She has over 10 years of coaching and mentoring experience. In 2005, she rose from the ashes after a tragedy close to home created a very much-needed catalyst for change. Over the next 10 years, she has built herself mentally and physically into a stronger and more powerful version of herself, resulting in the title of Britain's second strongest woman in 2016. She's got a great story. Enjoy this interview how are you i'm good thank you how are you great to meet you everything's great so where are you located uh i'm in bristol in the uk okay wonderful how's the uk today and hear me okay yeah yeah i can hear you cool yeah everything's good well great to meet you thank you for taking a minute out and what i would like to do before we get into your life and your work is i'm wondering how you survived the last three years with covid how did you get through it and how has it changed the way that you do things now uh, I was quite lucky, actually. It wasn't too greatly impacted. I already had a proportion of the business was online. So from a work perspective, not much change. Uh, I sold my car. That made a big change because I wasn't going anywhere to need a car. So I'm using public transport a lot more. We, we were very lucky from a family health perspective. And um, most of us, all of us, all of our family and friends got through it pretty much unscathed. So, yeah, we've been very fortunate. I don't know that it's changed a huge amount. I think we'd probably do things a little bit differently, but I was already online beforehand. So it feels like uh, other people have caught up. <laughs> yeah, right. Everything kind of slipped in. Yeah. 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 I think I, I think I was because I was already working online with people. Um, it, I was all set up, but people didn't necessarily at that point hadn't bought into working in this way online whereas I think now everybody's used to working online so although I'm doing back in person again now it's not as much um people definitely still have the preference for online online working so yeah I think it's changed a little bit but not when you see the impact for some people I think we've been very fortunate so let's get into the work that you do I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day one of the kids looks up at you and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How would you explain it? I help people to be better in themselves, better at life by teaching them the tools and things that they really should be learning in school, but don't. So I help people with tools, strategies, frameworks, all of the things that ideally we would learn at an early age that would help us in life but we don't. So I help them to learn those things later on in life to help them be better at life and make life a little bit easier for them. So when you were younger, when you were around that age, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I wanted to be a police officer. I didn't want to be anything else. I just wanted to be a police officer. (laughs) What deviated you from that path? Oh, well, I didn't get through. So I uh, went for the assessment and didn't get through one of the assessments by one or two marks. It was a really low, really low difference. But actually, I worked for the police for 20 years in a civilian capacity. So I did meet the needs in a different way. So I was very fortunate, got to work for the police here in the UK for 20 years in lots of different roles and actually got to work in a lot of the roles that used to be done by police officers that are now done by civilian staff. So I feel like I bent the rules a little bit and still got what I wanted, just in a a very different way. Yeah, for sure. So let's get to the root of, you know, your work is really giving back and helping people become the best they can be. 
Talk to me about where you were born and raised and what these seeds that were planted into you that made you want to do that. Even to be a police officer, what were the things that were formative that made you who you are? I think growing up, my my parents were police officers. Uh, my mum's dad was police officer. So I grew up very much in that environment. And I think that's what we do as young people, isn't it? We look at people around us for that influence and and to see what interests us. And I always shared my dad's love for the job and loved hearing his stories when he came home from work. So I think that was the very early influence. But I think ultimately I wanted to help people in a different way. So I wanted to help people, but I didn't want a nine to five job where every day was exactly the same. I like the variety. I like the the level of not being able to predict what your day is going to be like. So I think I still do the same work just in, in a different, from a different perspective, but it's still supporting people. I mean, certainly a lot of the work that I did with the police was helping people to find their voice and speak up. And I guess that's what I'm also doing, doing now. It's just evolving over the years, I guess. Sure. So who's been kind of a role model or a hero for you in your life? Oh, so many. I've been really, really fortunate to have met some amazing people. And I think I've met different people when I've needed to meet them. Uh, I think there's been lots of people that I'm not in contact with now, but at, at certain points in my life, they were really, really important to me in that time period. And almost like stepping stones, you know, really helped me from get get from where I was to that next step. And then, you know, for one reason or another, we've lost contact. And then I've met somebody else who's been a huge influence for that next stage. So I think it would be really hard to call and name one or two. But I think I can look back at nearly every stage of life where I've gone through some key changes. And there's been somebody who's been quite a key critical person in my life at that time that's given me that guidance and really just given me that support and encouragement to do what I wanted to do and what I needed to do at that time. But I think it's definitely been different people at different stages. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet, some fascinating individual, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? That's such a great question. I think I would love to meet certain people in power. Uh, I'm not alive now, but I think Nelson Mandela would be an incredible person to hear from. Um, I think uh, even Obama from his journey and being able to see what life was like for him. And then on the flip side of that, I think Trump would be a fascinating conversation to have just to hear from the different, different perspectives. I'm not, I, I, I could sit down and talk to anybody as anybody who knows me will tell you. I think every, we can learn something from everybody. And I think I love to sit down with people who have a very different life, who have very different thoughts and worldview points and perspectives. But I think Nelson Mandela, I think is the one that springs to mind. But I think his journey and his world viewpoints and how some stayed the same and some changed and evolved over the years and how he then was in that position of power and influence, I think could be really interesting. And I think what's interesting about all of them people is like, what is the motivator for them? So I'm going to ask you that. Mm -hmm. What is ultimately the motivator for you to get through your day and to accomplish what you want to get done as a professional? I think the legacy that I want to leave is to leave the world a little bit of a better place, but also leave the people that I interact with feeling or being a little bit better. Um, I think that's that's a big driver for me and being able to influence 
that and being able to support people with that. And I've got a son as well. So certainly wanting to have some level of influence and leaving the world a better place for him and, and his children. I think that plays a big, a big part in it. But I think it's that element of it, you know, it might not be a significant impact or a significant influence, but just, you know, I want people to leave conversations to think, oh, that, that, that was a good conversation to have, or that was a, you know, that was a, a nice, Thing to do rather than being somebody who's seen very differently and I think that comes through in work as well. So in all of the years of work that you've done what's been one of the best success stories something that you consistently remember and puts a smile on your face? Oh, I've got so many to choose from I think most recently uh, I think young people are incredibly impacted. I love working with young people and I go through little waves of, of having more young people to work with. I think the level of impact with young people because you're giving and teaching those tools that they will be able to use for life can make a real difference. And certainly during COVID worked with a, a young person who was really struggling and with anxiety and disordered eating and it was coming through in lots of different ways and really impacting life not just for for them but for family as well um, and we worked together for just over a year in the end but they're now back out there living life and and not just from that recovery point of view but they've taken it one step further as well they're really excelling now so that definitely puts a big smile on my face and I think also I've worked with people who are a lot older uh, and although in terms of the impact you know the the time that they have to use the tools and use those skills and, and use what they've unlocked um, and that potential is shorter I think the impact of releasing them uh, them releasing themselves from those blockers and those obstacles that have held them back for such a long period of time uh, the impact in that moment is so much more for them. So I think, uh, certainly for them as well. And I'm, I'm re- you know, work with a real variety of people, uh, and everybody's situation is very different, but it's that when you first speak to them where they are now, talking through with them of where they want to get through to get to, you know, that journey from A to B is very different for all of them, but the impact and that change of dynamic when things shift and, you know, they first realize that things are possible, but then they start checking in and telling you that not only have they started to believe that things are possible, but they're now making it happen is is incredible to be part of and not something that I take lightly. And I think it takes a lot of trust for people to, you know, invite somebody like myself to come in and help support and guide them on their journeys. And it's definitely not something that take lightly you know that somebody has trusted me to do that so I think every every single person that I've worked with uh, that has a memory attached to it um, and a lot of it I think the more memorable ones are around the impact and what that potential that they unlocked and then went on to to achieve is is um is great to be able to to see and look back on so of all of the things as a professional that you've accomplished up to this point what are you the proudest of that's they're, they're, these are great questions huh. and I think actually just building building the business and and you know I think there's so many people the individuals all, all are all part of that um but I think actually coming out of a public sector organization and not knowing anything about running the business or running a business coming out of that building a business through the pandemic 
and being able to now say, you know, it's year, six years of running a successful business, I think is probably my proudest achievement. So although there's lots of individuals that have contributed to that and been a real part of that, I think from a personal, um, a personal perspective that that's what I'm most proud of. So if let's say you have a dream tonight, you run into a younger version of yourself, a 20 year old version, and you Mm -hmm. could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained up to this point in your life. What would you tell your younger version? I think definitely the person in my 20s needed to have that conversation. That's for sure. I think I would say, you know, this, how things are now is not how things will always be. And I think just knowing that things can change and change can be difficult and change can be complicated, but it's, it's possible, even if it's a very slow process. So I think if I could sit down with, the 20 year old version of myself, it would be, it, it is not always going to be this way. And it doesn't have to always be this way. The first step is the hardest, but once you get that momentum going, you know, incredible things will happen. So if you could see an event in human history firsthand with your own eyes, what would you love to have witnessed? Hmm. Feel like those of our generation have, have witnessed so many events in one lifetime. It's almost, yeah. Like I feel, I feel like I've seen enough. So I'm trying to think <laughs> of something that's something that's positive. Uh, you know, having come through September the 11th, the July bombings here, a pandemic. I think there's lots of things that have happened. Um, but yeah, oh, there's not anything that comes to mind. I think what would I like to have been? What would I like to have seen? It's a good question. What do, what's the most popular? What's the most popular answer when you ask people that question? Oh, you know, it really runs the gamut. I mean, it all depends Mm. on what you're into. Some people pick a sporting event. Other people pick, you know, really deep seated history. Some people wanted to see Churchill in his prime. It kind of runs the gamut. Yeah, that's really interesting. There's nothing nothing that's springing to mind for me. But you answered it based on the fact that you've lived through a lot of events. (laughs) I think it's probably probably my initial response is actually I've seen enough. Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) Can we just have a few years of without having some some big world global moments, I think, unless they're good ones. Um, I'm all for some good, good global moments. But I think it just feels at the moment all of the big stuff has just got this crazy ripple effect that doesn't feel like it has positive impact on people. So I'll go, I'll go a future focus. Let's have something, something global that creates this ripple effect of positivity. I will go with that one. I don't know what that would look like though. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's the future for sure. So everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're the one running the show. Mm-hmm. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think I am. I think I would describe myself as very driven, very determined, very positive. Uh, I think there's a side of me that's that takes things very seriously. I think that's the driven and determined side, which can be very stubborn too. I recognize that I can be very stubborn. But I think on the flip side of that, there's a very fun positive side and I think the work that I do is incredibly serious I take it very seriously but do 
do find ways to be able to do that in a fun way as well. So I think laughter is a big part of that. Fun uh, fun times are really, really important to me. Having that downtime and being able to laugh about things is really important. So I think, yeah, there's there's definitely two sides to me. There's a very driven, determined, serious side. And then a, there's a flip side of a very fun very fun, positive side too. Wonderful. So Zoe, if anyone out there wants to learn more about you, anything that you do, where's the best place for them to go? Best place is to head to the website, which is phoenixlifecoach.co.uk. Everything is linked in from there, the free resources, booking a call, all of the blogs and podcasts and everything else is all linked from there. So if you head to the website and you can find me and where the other places where I'm hanging out are all, all linked in there. Excellent. This has been wonderful. Zoe, thank you for opening up. Thanks for your time. Thank Best you. of luck. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.